Welcome back to Pastor's Prophecy Hour, your midweek installment of the Greater Life Church podcast. I'm Landon, and I'm here today with Pastor Andrew. I'm Andrew. <laughs> and our worship pastor, Angel Escudero. Oh man, that was really good. <laughs> <laughs> and we're going to be talking about spiritual warfare, which, as of the time of this recording, was a sermon you gave just this Sunday. Yeah, and I knew going into it that the sermon was going to be too much for one 30 or 40 minute sermon. So the hope is over the next few episodes of this podcast is that we kind of lay out a lot of questions, a lot of answers in regards to spiritual warfare. Most Christians don't really have a good grasp on things. And I myself haven't over the years, but I've been really deep diving into it along the lines of prophecy and spiritual And if uh, the people at home have any questions over the next couple episodes, we can possibly bring them in as a, as a part of this. Oh, that would be awesome. If, if there's comments on the video or on the podcast, questions about spiritual warfare and just the spirit realm in general, I'd be, I'd be thrilled to kind of unpack those with everybody. So it'd be awesome. So let me start with what I think uh, is a question for you two. <laughs> now we're in trouble. From a scale of one to a hundred, um, what would you say your understanding of the spirit realm is, Landon? Mm. On a scale to a hundred, it's a uh, little hard to count because every time I learn a little more, realize I know even less than I thought I did. That's a good point. Maybe 50. 50. Okay, you're halfway there. How about you, Angel? And I'm I'm at a hundred. <laughs> I'm really I'm really good at this uh, spiritual. So you know I think I'm done here. I'm gonna have Angel just take over. We can over just there. interview Angel. <laughs> Welcome to the podcast. My part. No. Uh, Hello. Uh, no, I would I would. Yeah, I'm, I mean I I share the the same thought as Landon. I think that the more you dive into uh, this specific topic, the 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 less you kind of come to to yeah. actually know of it because it's so. Most of the things, biblically speaking, my experience from Bible college was I spent all these years studying. Mm. And I felt like I knew more before I started than before I left. Because it's something about Scripture that the more and more that you unpack, there could be a one single Scripture that just has volumes of uh, education and teaching and theology on it and so spiritual warfare is no different so if landon you're a 50 i'm just barely getting started mm. and uh, because it is true the more you learn the less you realize you know um and so i want to start with just saying guys really at the end of the day what we're talking about here is some opinionated mm. um certainly scripturally based but there's going to be some things that <laughs> might cause more questions than answers in yeah. people's hearts. Yeah. Um, but I think that's okay. Yeah. Uh, I think if we don't ever ask questions, uh, God is big enough for our questions. Yeah, that's true. And so I, I, I learned recently this idea of the spirit realm and the players of the spirit realm, which is what we're going to kind of start with. This, the the structure of the spirit realm. So who's the big players? Well, one of the players early in the book of Genesis is fallen angels. Yeah. 
what's referred to as sons of God. What, what, what do you think of when it says sons of God? What is the picture in your head? Well, uh, what comes to my mind is all the other depictions of son of God, mm. namely New Testament. Right. Jesus. Jesus. Yeah. So what is the sons of God? How, you know, and, and it is little G. Right. By the way. Yeah. Um, but no, it's actually capital. So it's sons of God. Mm. Sons is little, but when Jesus is spoken about, it's a capital yeah. S mm-hmm. because it's attributed to uh, to Jesus. So did, did God create the angels? Yeah. He did. Yeah. Of course. It all started They're with him. Fallen. Right. Yeah. So when I think of sons of God, one of the big ideas that people have about angels is they're neither they they don't have a sex they're not male or female uh but son clearly annotates what male <laughs> male yeah. masculine yeah. and uh in genesis chapter 6 we see the sons of god saw the beautiful women of men and took them as their wives which mm-hmm. would mean they are somehow they're masculine anatomical. yeah they're <laughs> they're biologically a male yeah which brings me to the idea that I've always thought demons, fallen angels, sons of God are one and the same. Mm. But could it be they're different? They are spoken about with different language. Demon, sons of God. Yeah. Maybe a different rank. That's possible. Maybe a different timeline. Mm. I think some people forget that if God has been around since eternity past... And he created humanity at a specific time. Then wouldn't it also make sense to us that the cherubim, the seraphim, which are categories of angels, Mm -hmm. the sons of God being fallen angels, the demons Mm -hmm. that followed Satan. All made at separate times. Yeah. How does that, how does that jive with (laughs) y'all? Well, I mean, you almost have to, you're, you're touching into the into uh you're going way back first of all <laughs> yeah right uh i mean <laughs> yes and then and then you're you're going into this conversation of uh god creation and because he created the angels you almost have to explain as a reason of the the, the sin part of it hmm. because you're 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 saying these guys were created uh, you ha- almost have to clarify that it, God did not create sin. Mm-hmm. Sin was a result of free will. How did right. that fall Given happen? to uh, all these angels that one day decided, I want to take that throne. Sin was born mm-hmm. and they were cast out because, and, and it didn't start in earth. Right. So, so we're, let's, let's go. It started on this spiritual realm. Right. That to, to, so again, you have to almost kind of clarify because it sounds like we're going into. Absolutely. I don't know if we have 30 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, these are complex questions. And I'll put it to you this way. I've always heard growing up that angels, that people are created in the image of God because we have free will. That angels don't. Yes. But they clearly do. They, they do. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Because how could Lucifer, Satan himself. Choice, yeah. yeah choose to have pride in his heart and resist and rebel against God. And then you have demons, fallen angels that follow. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So 
All right, one more question to really mess you up. <laughs> if fallen angels were physical in Genesis chapter 6 because they were able to have sexual relations with women yeah. and make children that the scripture says were Nephilim, Nephilites, the giants and the heroes of the ancient world, which by the way, giants is only one piece of heroes. Right. It's simply a stature thing. Mm -hmm. The Nephilites weren't all giants. They were a race of giants, yet they could have been normal sized. Yeah. Just. Yeah. Just supernatural type strength. Super strong. Abilities. Super fast. Yeah. I think of the Disney movie Hercules. He wasn't much bigger than anything else, but yeah, he was super strong. Extra strong. So if they were physically on the earth in Genesis chapter six and the flood washed away the evil but fallen angels, are they still here physically upon the earth today? <laughs> Very deep question. That, that... Did, did the flood drown them along with the Nephilim? I don't know, because if you read right after the flood, it says mm -hmm. that there were still this yeah, race still, upon yeah. the earth. Yeah. I, I would, you know, in, in, in I know you probably are going to, dive into this but the kind of thought that comes to my mind is the possession of it mm. right like having possession over uh someone mm -hmm. and and we, i mean you 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 get into this but having a possession of someone to then could control them yes mm -hmm. on a spiritual level on on yeah i mean if you if you 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 have spiritual beings taken over someone to do heinous things. Right. And, and yeah. you see it in New Testament also. Yes. Mm -hmm. right. So. Which brings me to the, so the first category being fallen angels, mm -hmm. what you're talking about is the spiritual element, mm -hmm. which speaks of the possession. So if you have a vessel, a cup, mm -hmm. here's a cup. <laughs> if you have a cup, there's something in it. Yep. It's possessing mm -hmm. the cup. Mm -hmm. Now, a fallen angel is the cup itself. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. The demon comes into the second player of the scripture that we talk about in the spirit realm. Fallen angels. So I think we've talked about that and I think we got more questions than we got answers out of that. Would you agree? <laughs> yeah. I yeah. know I do. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm looking around every corner. Like, hey, <laughs> are you angel or no? So Spiritual um, bloodline. Exactly. We've got, oh my gosh, Rothschilds. And anyway, we're not, we don't want to get into any of that. Um, Demons, in my understanding, are the spiritual beings that do not have physical bodies. Mm. These are the ones that Jesus dealt with in Mark chapter 9. Mm -hmm. uh, in Luke chapter, um, in Mark chapter 9, he, we see he casts out a demon that has possessed the little boy. He's causing him to be sick. Mm -hmm. He says, you mute and deaf spirit come out of him. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So... Here again, we find ourselves talking about, at least in Pentecostal circles, where we've gone too far. Mm. There's a demon behind everything from strep throat to a car yeah. accident to it, everything in between. It does bring a question of, are we only seeing things of a physical nature, or could it be connected, mental illness, things like that, Correct. to demon? And I believe it is, but I don't believe in every case. Mm. Yeah. So I believe maybe somebody got sick because 
sin is a reality in our world and pain goes with that and death follows that. But sometimes I, I do believe sometimes that there is a, demon, a demonic nature to a said sickness. As Jesus said in Mark chapter 9, he called this thing according to what it was causing in the boy's life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, for example, when you find someone who's struggling with depression, mm-hmm. It could be they're depressed because of a terrible experience they've had in their life and they need counseling. Yeah. It could be that there's no reason they're depressed and this is a demonic mm-hmm. oppression, which by the way, I don't believe Christians can be demon possessed. Yeah. But I believe they can be oppressed. Mm. Uh, oppressing down yeah. over yeah. them, yet not a possessing to where you're talking about controlling. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I believe there's room for demon of depression or anxiety. You've got to go. Uh, So that's demons in the spirit realm. We've got fallen angels, which are physical Mm -hmm. and spiritual beings, which humanity is. Mm -hmm. We've got demons, which is the second layer of the players in the spirit realm. Now we get to the good stuff. Now we get to the big hitters, Mm -hmm. the heavy hitters, the archangels. Yeah. And even saying that sounds cool. Heavy. I, I, I feel like which I believe that cherubim and seraphim, which are the ones around the throne Mm -hmm. and guarding uh, the cherubim with the flaming sword, guarding the garden. Mm -hmm. I believe Mm -hmm. those guys are very high ranking angels and you hear them described. Yeah. They're these powerhouses, man. But they're weaker than the archangels in the hierarchy Mm -hmm. of the spirit realm. Mm -hmm. And then you've got a guy, an archangel named Michael. Mm Mm-hmm. Which that's a great name, <laughs> yeah. You know, I ain't hating on anybody named Michael. It's just, it's just kind of normal. But it's kind of like, you know, I would think it would be like this big, complex, hard to say type, <laughs> heavenly language type of name. Yeah. But it's Michael. Mm-hmm. But this is the angel that's in charge of the armies of heaven. He's the fighter. And that really is cool to me. Yeah. So what's the difference in the power structure, if, there, if, if we can even compare it, between Michael, the warring angel, and Gabriel, another archangel, by the way, mm-hmm. but the messenger angel? Mm-hmm. Is Gabriel strong or no? I feel like it maybe has to do with the direction that they've been given, right? Michael is powerful in battle. Gabriel's powerful in message right. giving. The assignment. Yeah. So in your mind, Michael being the warring angel obviously is armored on fire, <laughs> carrying many weapons, big muscles. And, and then Gabriel has a pen and a notebook. <laughs> write things down is that what you guys or is that just dumbing it down a little too much it's no probably... i mean we, we 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 serve a god that understands uh that that knows that it has a role by mm-hmm. the three positions that it carries right you have father the son and the holy spirit mm-hmm. they're they're not e- they're not um unequal to each other right right but 
they do have different roles and they understand their roles and Jesus then obeys the father as he has a role right to play not not that he is bigger right and 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 again we we serve a god that right created this uh yeah. in an image of of himself so yeah. I, you know whether you're comparing the angels or not this is a god that sets roles right yeah. And they're they're carrying it. Like them. they're probably going to be different. Yeah. Look of different, mm-hmm. act different. Yeah. The depiction of armor and all these types of things and the pen and, and paper kind of thing might be a little more artistic or yeah. dramatic. And those are physical. Right. That's how we understand things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so to your point, I like how you know, you have Father, Son, and Spirit. We are creating the image of God. But we're creating the image of God. How? Because we're three. Mm. We're body, soul, spirit, you know, mind, will, emotions. Those those yeah. three things, components of humanity. Mm-hmm. Um, and you could see that mirrored in the archangels because you have Michael, who's the warring angel. We find that in the story of Daniel, who's fasting and praying. Mm-hmm. Gabriel is sent to dispatch a message. Can't get there. Michael comes and fights the mm-hmm. demon who's mm-hmm. over Persia. Mm-hmm. And releases Gabriel to go and take the message. And uh, the third angel in this image of three is Lucifer himself. Yeah. Because if God is three in one Mm -hmm. and we are creating the image of God and we have that three uh, part within humanity, within our own selves, Mm -hmm. then also we have these three archangels that carry three very different roles. Mm -hmm. Um. Michael, Gabriel, and Lucifer. Mm-hmm. Uh, in Ezekiel chapter 28, we see Lucifer, uh, who is described as the king of Tyre, is described, but within there you can see things like you were in there in the Garden of Eden. Mm-hmm. Your uh, appearances as these fine, uh, precious jewels, which obviously is not the king of Tyre. Right. Um, little side study for everybody watching and listening is that when you when you think of kings in ancient times um you begin to learn that they weren't the hollywood picture of kings that we have Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. the ones with the swords in the front of the armies typically kings in ancient times were the ones sitting in the palace with the turkey leg in one hand and the wine goblet of wine in the other Mm -hmm. and obese and lazy and because they've gotten this power and they're just drunk with power and wealth and all that just letting things play out oh yeah so they push it around so if anyone were to say that ezekiel 28 is describing the king of tyre it's completely completely inaccurate um yet the power behind the king Mm -hmm. is what the scriptures are talking about yeah and that's satan himself which King James says it uniquely. It says there was a harp within your body mm. or bones. Wow. Uh, so you have this picture of beauty. Mm-hmm. Then you have music. Yeah. And so I've kind of chalked that up to Lucifer. So if Michael's the warring angel, Gabriel's the message angel, then Lucifer is the arts angel. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. And it's very powerful considering the way we live in a more modern day Mm. media and music and entertainment being so uh, large in your face and also 
going down such bad paths on many occasions. It's infiltrated. So I don't think there's any question that Hollywood is the vehicle to where much of the evil that impacts our community today, our, our kids, our families, yeah. our, our TVs, our phones, yeah. it flows through that arts channel. Um, but I'm certainly not one that says, let's throw the arts out. We want to, re- yeah. we want to redeem the arts. Yeah. God created it. It's his idea. Absolutely. Lucifer just has manipulated it. Yeah. Um, but it is interesting to think that it was important enough for God. If there were only three archangels, One's for war, one's for preaching, in essence, yeah. mm-hmm. the message, yeah. words, the message. war, words, and arts. Yeah, It's interesting that it's that important to God to have that key component. Yeah. Unfortunately, for millennia, it's been perverted yeah. and deceived. And, and so many in the church have felt the need to distance themselves. Right. Even in our history, we had... Decades ago, a pastor of our church that uh, outlawed the drums hmm. and instruments. <laughs> he did. Yeah. Really? And, yeah. Because it was. I would have if, no job. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Your, wor- your worship set would I look would, really yeah. simple. <laughs> and uh, and it was it was because this particular person came from Hollywood. They spent a time mm, yeah. in Hollywood making movies. Mm-hmm. And so, and his experience was perverted. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's interesting how that kind of played out. So we've got fallen angels. Mm-hmm. We've got demons. Uh, we've got archangels. And then before we're done, I want to talk about uh, the serpent in the garden of Eden. Uh, mm-hmm. But, but let's get to the fourth and probably the most, f- the most important role or player in the spirit realm. And that is God himself. Yeah. The Holy spirit. Absolutely. Yeah. So we believe that the Holy spirit is God. Mm-hmm. Yes. We believe that Jesus is God. Yes. We believe that the father is God and the Holy spirit is our, uh, resource partner. Yeah. I don't want to dumb it down and say he's our resource. Technically we're his resource. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I'll put it this way that, a lot of times we say that the the Holy Spirit partners with us, but I think we have that backward. Yeah. We partner with him. Yeah. We work for him. And so it's the Holy Spirit, but not, it doesn't stop there. It's the Holy Spirit and the believer. Mm-hmm. And uh, the scriptures are pretty clear that when Jesus was walking upon the earth, his source of supernatural was through the power of the Holy Spirit working in him. Yeah. yeah. He goes into the wilderness and it says he was full of the Holy Spirit, spends time fasting and praying. When he comes out, it says that he was full of the power mm-hmm. of the Holy Spirit. Right after that, he goes and starts his ministry of works miracles. Yeah. yeah. So the Holy Spirit and the believer, but I think here's the problem. Most of the time, the believer feels powerless or even fearful in the spirit realm, when we talk about demons and fallen angels, but we're not. Right. Um, Ephesians talks about the armor of God. And if you're listening to the podcast, man, you know that you've probably heard armor of God teaching before, but there's no armor that goes on the back yeah. because you're never to retreat. That's right. You're to move forward. That's right. But 
the armor of God passage in Ephesians 6 stops at the sword of the spirit. We'll talk about that in another episode, but the part people don't go on. That is a part of the, of the armor of God is praying in the spirit. That's right. It says it right there. I'm dressed. What I do now. Yeah. And, um, it must be frustrating to the believer to be fully dressed for battle and to sit down. Mm. Yeah. It's, uh, to your point, you know, we, we see it over and over and over the spiritual warfare of things. Yeah. Um, just one of the things that I was reading and I was listening to earlier this week was, uh, again, the first kind of chapter of Job where, uh, in this spiritual realm, there mm-hmm. is Satan and and God having a conversation about Job. Mm-hmm. Now we know and we understand that Satan is not omnipresent, right? Right. So he can't be everywhere, right, at every time. But yet he knew that Job was protected mm-hmm. because he had to be there, right? To he tried to uh, the, to attack. Right. He says, "You you have put heads yeah, around him, right?" Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and knowing that I've already tried to attack him before, mm-hmm. uh, but you have protected it from him. Wow! Right? So so if you take that away from him, if you take this protection, he wasn't talking about the blessings upon blessings. He's talking about this protection that that you have put upon mm-hmm. Job. So how many of the things that God has protected us, and we don't even realize it. Um, because of this, you know, so, so again, this spiritual, uh, realm is, is so real, but God is, is right in control. And, and, and to your point is, is we are, we are afraid. Yeah. God has to give permission. Yeah. And, um, Landon, tell us, tell us your story of the little car you drove in and God, <laughs> protected you i think Gosh. this is a good story wow it's almost <laughs> almost a year from year ago yeah. from now um traveling and uh up from walt disney world you know on a vacation on the way back car accident slam right into somebody mm-hmm. airbags go off everything but we inside Completely were protected fine. perfectly fine and rewind six months before that <laughs> With your other car. Other car? Let's see. <laughs> Driving up to work or up to church yeah. and uh, lose all uh, power from the engine, pull off to the side of the road, bursts into flames. Uh, and here you are. Here I am. Perfectly safe and fine. Although I did go like 20 feet away as yeah. it was catching on fire <laughs> Oh no! <laughs> just to make sure oh my goodness but it's it's interesting on both occasions that, that could have ended your life yeah and uh i wasn't the most safe driver growing up but god protected me at least two or three times that yeah. i can think of mm-hmm. and uh we don't have time to get into your stories uh, on this one, Andrew, but uh, but no, we you, need, you've we got need a some. few episodes. We need, we need a few episodes. A spinoff of this, yeah, a spinoff angel story. Separate yeah. um, I I think the the sovereignty of God. Here's the problem: He has to give the enemy permission to touch the child of God. Yeah, right. The one who is righteous, who calls God his his father, uh, their father, and uh, submits to Jesus as their Lord and Savior. So he has to give permission. But sometimes we still find ourselves blaming God for struggles we go through and forget the fact that 
in his sovereignty, we're living in that place because he allowed it. Yeah. Yeah. That's hard truth. It's like that the normal place we live at could be way worse if it weren't for that hand of protection. True. And then you have to look at it on the other side also, which is uh, God's protection and the the tests that Mm. we have are real. Mm -hmm. But we also sometimes in our rebellion look for things. Mm-hmm. We, we could step out of that hedge. We could right. step out of the... So blaming God for something that we right. put ourselves into. Right. Like we right. say, no, well, you know, I can't be tempted or let me be in this gray area and right. see if I've right. become tempted. Right. Uh, so that is me stepping out of... Yeah, that's mm-hmm. right. The protection. I, I always use the illustration of an umbrella mm-hmm. that it's raining everywhere. And the obedience to the Lord is the umbrella. As long as you stay under that, you're safe, you know. Uh, But stepping out from under that, Mm -hmm. you're now Mm -hmm. vulnerable. Now, bad things don't happen every time, sure. But, you know, why that is because the devil (laughs) isn't everywhere all the time. Yeah. While there are probably millions of demons, and uh, I don't know about fallen angels. We talked about that. I don't don't know where they are (laughs) in this this talk. probably all in Hollywood. Anyway, um, <laughs> while there are millions of demons, wouldn't it, wouldn't it, wouldn't it make sense that every time the believer became exposed, that there would be something that would crash down upon them? Mm. Because isn't that the intention of the devil to still kill and destroy? And, but the fact of the matter is, is that even when we step out, sometimes mm-hmm. God's grace still extended to us and uh, in the spirit realm i think for me for everybody listening is the child of god is protected the unsaved are in this what we would call scary place yeah yet even the unsaved are experiencing the mercy and the grace of god Mm -hmm. because if it was up to the devil he would destroy them as quickly as he could and as yeah. quickly as possible. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we find ourselves in a world that's full of pain and suffering, but sometimes the pain and suffering brings people to God. Um, and those spirit battles take place, but they bring the victory. They bring people closer to God. Think of the cross, yeah. y'all. Yeah. It's, it's the greatest victory mm-hmm. for the kingdom of darkness, or at least it felt mm-hmm. like it. At the moment. At the moment, the devil's like, yeah, mm-hmm. we did it. Yeah. <laughs> but he had no idea what he was doing right. Right. because three days later, Jesus rose and true victory was uh, was won. So mm-hmm. I think we just have to understand that as the child of God, we have the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead. Yep, We have been anointed. We have been in, filled with that Holy Spirit power. Yep. And we have the authority and we don't have to walk around sheepishly. I'll tell you a story and then we'll get into the the serpent idea. Mm. Um, my mother uh, was in her house the other day walking through and she's uh, been a spiritual warrior her whole adult life. And even as a child grew up around church. And so she felt a chill going yep. from one room to another. Mm-hmm. Immediately, she recognized it as spiritual and said, no, 
not mm. my house. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Prayed against it, used the name of Jesus, and moved on down the road. But what many times believers do is feeling that fear, that sense, that chill, mm. and being filled with fear. Yeah. Yeah. Not boldness. So somebody touches your kid, how do you react? Oh, you're going to come over. at her. Yeah. Oh, you're going to come at him. <laughs> Somebody touches my kid. Uh-uh. Mm-hmm. So when the devil messes with the child of God, yeah. all we have to do is say, Father, mm-hmm. in Jesus' name. And he is ready to break out Yeah. and uh, to help us win that victory. Mm-hmm. So That's great. let me leave you a question. Act like you don't know what I said on Sunday. Mm-hmm. Maybe you don't because you weren't in there. So that works out. No, actually, you were in there. Anyway. Genesis chapter three, we see a serpent. Yeah. Deceiving Eve. Mm-hmm. Give me your take on that. Mm. I mean, who is it? The, who, the, who's who's the serpent? Yeah. The serpent. Well, the I feel like you've common answer <laughs> is that it's Satan, right? Going in there, right? It may just be a serpent that's influenced, mm-hmm. as we've talked about, right? So animals can be possessed. <laughs> Gosh. Okay. Was was the uh, what is it craftiest of all animals or mm-hmm. wisest? Yeah. yeah. I don't know. What do you think? I feel like this is a trick question. <laughs> I, I think I'm, so I'm gonna, too. I'm gonna wait for the next episode <laughs> to know the answer. <laughs> we'll bring it back in the next. <laughs> so if fallen angels, yeah, can take on a physical appearance. If Satan, he's not a demon. Mm. He's yeah. an archangel. He's an archangel. Mm-hmm. So he's a fallen yeah, angel. Arch- he's a fallen, fallen archangel. So if those things are true, mm-hmm. he wouldn't need to possess anything. Mm. He could put on change his form, the flesh mm. of the serpent, mm-hmm. become in essence a serpent. Um. Which at that time, according to what we understand, the serpents walked. Mm-hmm. And it was not surprising, at least in the little window of a story we get, that yeah. it wasn't weird that the serpent was talking. Yeah. Which maybe that was because life in general was new. And, oh, here's an animal that I haven't seen before that's talking. And, and it talks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. <laughs> <Sure>. Right. <laughs> which begs the question, who taught Adam and Eve how to talk? <laughs> Did Were they, they did they speak English? I highly doubt it. I don't, well, I feel I like today English is the the language of business, mm-hmm. right? So mm-hmm. I feel like they would yeah. be good at business. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, my daughter asked me did that they, question. What, what language did, did they, they speak? I, yeah. I never thought about that before. Apparently the serpent spoke whatever language whatever they would they, speak. Yeah. No. I I think in caveman language, Uga Booga, but I, I won't go down that line. <laughs> I guess the bottom line is this. Many people believe that the serpent was Satan himself because, of course, this was the first conflict, the first temptation that was yeah. seen in human history. Mm-hmm. And it makes sense. I'm not saying it wasn't. Mm-hmm. And even in Revelation, he's referred to as that great serpent mm-hmm. um, and in other places in Scripture. However, my question is, did he possess the serpent? Did he become a serpent? Uh, or is it something altogether different than that? Um, I mean, I, I would, 
I'm not one to look that <laughs> questions that, like that. <laughs> I, I just know that the act of it, right. it, it was a, a act of, of, of rebellion. Right. And so whether he became or, or he possessed, right. The reality to me was that he, he wanted to, uh, uh, sin was already in full motion then right. just because you say just because man was created without right, right. adam mm -hmm. and eve yeah sin Hadn't was in full motion world, already but right. that doesn't mean it wasn't in yeah the sin spirit. was already yeah it was already it started in the spiritual realm right of things so yeah, true so true. now you that it to me is so it, it's not so much like i, I didn't it's <laughs> yeah. not like i sit there like was <laughs> yeah. he was he a snake or was he or, i just know that yeah. he uh, wanted to deceive and, and, and accomplish that by um, well, if, passing on the sin. If he possessed the serpent, mm. it makes me feel sorry for snakes since that time. Mm. Yeah, I mean, because I don't Because like now snakes. they're crawling on their bellies. <laughs> I mean. And they don't even get to talk anymore. They got venom, man. I don't, I'm not messing with that. <laughs> I don't He's care. sorry for I don't care. If, you know. oh, I, I don't care about lions either. You know, you don't see yeah. me out there in yeah, Africa. Yeah, that's right. You know, I don't I care just, about lions. I don't play with them. Yeah. Well, I think, you know, at the end of the day, it does set a precedent because I feel more compelled to believe that Satan possessed yeah. and used the animal uh, because... Jesus cast out the legion that mm -hmm. we find later in uh, in in the New Testament. We find uh, in Mark and in Matthew and even in Luke, I believe, where the legion of demons is sent into the pigs, mm -hmm. yeah. and then the pigs all off themselves and jump yeah. into the uh, off shows a cliff. It's not impossible. It shows that they can possess animals, mm -hmm. and yeah. uh, so certainly not without, um, you know, understanding or even uh, being able to grasp that fact. But it kind of makes revelation. Here's the pastor prophecy hour plug. Mm. It kind of makes revelation seem a little bit different because when you find bugs that are described as stinging people, mm -hmm. then you find dragons, then you find, which by the way, people still think they see dragons yeah. <laughs> nowadays. You find these different animals in revelation. All the beasts will attack humanity and a third of the 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 uh humans die that one of those things was beasts yeah the fear of god the fear of men were taken off of the beasts and they would kill people yeah how demonic possession even mm. an influence interesting Possible. interesting yeah so uh i think we'll end there and um kind of wait for the next one to go through on our next time we're together we'll talk about the principles of the structure of the spirit realm and uh we might have angel back we might not we'll see but it'll definitely be me and landon for the next time <laughs> thanks for listening if you enjoyed this episode make sure to leave a five-star rating and review if you'd like to hear more be sure to subscribe to pastor's prophecy hour on apple podcasts spotify or wherever else you get your podcasts. If you'd like to hear more from Greater Life Church, including our Sunday morning services, go to our website, greaterlife.church.